What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger number 438 here on Tuesday, February 28th. It is almost March. By the time you're listening to this, it probably will be March. And guess what? They finally admitted mm-hmm. what we've known for, what, two years now? Maybe yeah, longer? For, yeah, for quite I think a while. maybe longer. Uh, they basically admitted that it was a lab leak that the Wuhan coronavirus came from. And this was from a Department of Energy report. Quote, most likely arose from a laboratory leak. Mm. Huh. So it wasn't bat soup or a pangoloin? It wasn't the pangolin the bat. Yeah, wasn't that yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, <clears throat> just another case of... Us being right. Yeah. And, and don't forget, we were called conspiracy theorists. Racist. racist. It was racist to say that it came from the Wuhan Coronavirus Research Lab. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally the name it's, of the lab. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was a funny clip floating around this morning of when, uh, I think it was John Stewart was. was on Colbert. Yeah. Right? And Colbert was not ready for this. Yeah, and he was basically like, it's in the name of the mm-hmm. lab. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe, just maybe, that in this town that has the coronavirus research lab yeah. <laughs> is where the coronavirus came from. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, we reported this a long, long, long time ago. We talked about it for months and months and years at this point. And, but, you know, it's always nice to be proven right in the end, even though you know, th- there's no consequences for China out of this. And any news outlet such as ours that said this was essentially flagged and demonetized and fact-checked. And there is so much that, you know will never be written in the history books because of how they whitewashed this for years. Yeah. I mean, even now when this report came out, and d- despite the enormous amount of evidence supporting this, the the, the Libs and the White House are still in denial. Uh, take a listen to what John Kirby says. There is not a consensus on what caused COVID to start. The president wants to understand that so we can prevent better future pandemics. He's made that a priority, and I just don't, we don't have an answer to speak to. And I certainly, so given that we don't have a consensus, it would be foolish for me to get out ahead of speculation on hypothetical situations to come. We just aren't there yet. There's no consensus. Mm. I mean, Mm. okay, I guess you could say that. Kirby, full of And then... You know, talking about the gain-of-function research uh, and, and saying Joe Biden is very serious about getting to the bottom of where it came from. Yeah, okay, uh, I don't yeah, believe that, but yeah. take a listen. Does the president believe, though, that the reward outweighs the risk when it comes to gain-of-function research? Does the reward outweigh the risk when it comes to gain-of-function That type I of research is pretty degree. degree. You're going to have to say that again? Does the president believe that this type of gain of function research is proven? He believes that um, it's important to help prevent future pandemics, which means he understands that there has to be legitimate scientific research into the sources or potential sources of pandemics. And then, of course, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, who wouldn't know his ass from his mouth, uh, went on and, of course, refused to accept his own administration's findings on this during a number of interviews on Sunday. Take a listen. 
Oh, I want to ask about a new Wall Street Journal report out this morning that a classified intelligence report from the Department of Energy concludes that the coronavirus pandemic most likely did not emerge naturally, but it did come from a laboratory leak. Did the coronavirus pandemic start in a lab? Is that what you believe now? Well, Dana, there is a variety of views in the intelligence community. Some elements of the intelligence community have reached conclusions on one side, some on the other. A number of them have said they just don't have enough information to be sure. Here's what I can tell you. President Biden has directed repeatedly uh, every element of our intelligence community to put effort and resources behind getting to the bottom of this question. And one of the things in that Wall Street Journal report, uh, which I can't confirm or deny, but I will say the reference to the Department of Energy, President Biden specifically requested that the national labs, which are part of the Department of Energy, be brought into this assessment because he wants to put every tool at use uh, to be able to figure out what happened here. Mm, I mean, that's just mm. ridiculous. And of course, the liberals r report, quote, Republicans are seizing. Oh, so we're seizing now. Seizing. Not pouncing. For seizing. We're seizing on a new conclusion pointing to the lab leak causing the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, you know, just add that to the long list of stories that the liberal media pushed. You know, it goes to the same pile as the Hunter Biden laptop and all this stuff that we've been talking about for years as clear and obvious fact that they just refuse to accept. Um, and, you know, big tech tried to censor it out of existence and they failed in the end. But did they really fail is the question because you still have this massive group of people that are like, oh, well, we don't really know where it came from. Yeah. I mean, come on. We know where it came from. <laughs> what else do we got Gina. here? Um, okay. So there is this big issue right now with China buying up farmland in the United States. Well, because some of them are buying, like, Air Force bases. Well, that's a huge bases. part of it, but also just the fact that they're buying up our farmland. You know, and, and there's question about the purpose of this. Why would they want to do this? And like you said, a lot of them are near U.S. Yeah. military installations. I mean, it's not nearly as bad as Secretary Clinton uh, signing off in that Uranium One purchase that allowed that Russian company, Uranium Company, well, that's true. to yeah. get, like, a third of all of our mines here, so... Yeah, and, and well, but so there's there's interesting dynamics at play here. There's actually rumor that Biden is going to sign an executive order essentially restricting Chinese and U.S. investment activities, mm. which I said is ironic yeah. given that he's basically yeah. putting an executive order against himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there seems to be a bipartisan consensus here, at least among the reasonable – members of the Democrats, which there are some, not a lot, but some, that agree with Republicans saying, yeah, we shouldn't just be letting China buy up all our land, especially near sensitive military installations, mm -hmm. given that we very well could be at war with them. Yeah. But also, on top of the agricultural aspect, the apparently, we, we come to find out, so we knew about the, um, what's the, what's the institute called that they were, um, the Chinese were funding? I the, can't remember the name. I think it's called Confucius. The, I think it's called the Chinese Spy Institute. <laughs> no, there's there's a fake name for it, a front name for it. I think it might have been the Confucius Institute the or Confucius some shit like that. Um, it was it was something obvious, right? But th they had been essentially funneling money into academia for years, and now we find out that 
a, bu- a bunch of Chinese Communist Party tentacles are in private schools across the country. And many of these schools, you know, feed into U.S. Army Junior ROTC programs. I mean, just how... Yeah, their human asset network is excellent. Right, just how pervasive has the Chinese spy and government apparatus infiltrated the United States? Well, infiltrated Diane Feinstein's office for like 20 years. Oh, yeah, and Swalwell. I mean, yeah. but... Well, Swalwell was... Those are the two examples that we found out about, Yeah. right? How many are still ongoing is my question. Yeah. And in, in the end, if we do go to war with China, which at this point is, I think, probably greater than 50-50 chance... Um, you know, how, just how hamstrung are we going to be from this? You know, how many how many spies do they have working in our, you know, sensitive infrastructure? Yeah. I mean, if they're already infiltrating schools and government, you know, you could go back to... Remember the clip of the Soviet defector who said that it'll never be an overnight thing mm-hmm. where they the communists ruin you? It's a slow march that they infiltrate your institutions, academia, the media, government, and then they put in the efforts to enact the change, which I think we're seeing right now in the left's like ambition toward communism. Yeah. Which did you see that in the House, the the Democrats voted uh or no in the Virginia House, the Democrats voted against banning the Chinese buying farmland. And participating in academic programs. Did you know that? No, the the Democrats want are all, enabling this. Yeah, they want all the they want all the tentacles to get in them. Oh my god! All right, <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> you you brought. It up. Well, it's an accurate word because yeah. it truly is the tentacles of the state apparatus of China. Yeah, I mean, this is what they're doing across the board, and this is what they're doing across the world, yeah. but particularly here in the United States because they know that we're the main enemy, and. You have, I mean, we, we've talked at length in the past about the, the Chinese, the South China Sea Islands. Yes. Endangering key which we shipping can't routes. St- which we can't stop, by the way. Well, they're, like, yeah. like Like the window to like kind of curtail that, their expansion is, is over. I mean, it's, yeah. it's done. So mm-hmm. just And so recently a U.S. Navy P-8 plane was uh, flying 30 miles outside of the South China Sea when... Chinese air operators came over and said to move away from its airspace. I mean, yeah, but it's not its airspace. They say yeah. it is. So they essentially just took all of this by force, right? And do they, you know, receive global condemnation and all the, you know, the backlash that you uh, that Russia has for Ukraine? No, no. Um, where arguably this is a bigger threat to us in the long run, and so. I think that if it ever came down to a war with China, I worry that we've already lost it. Mm. I think it might be baked in that we're f- <laughs> like I I don't see how you know short of the nuclear option obviously yeah like how could we beat them in a conventional war I don't, I don't see how that could happen oh no but they well, yeah. yeah now it'll, it'll be mostly uh, cyber and it'll be it'll be a, a naval war. Well, yeah, that, like, that's what it would be. like we were talking about the other day, I think we were we were talking about how there there wouldn't necessarily be a ground invasion, no, right? Of me. either country. Oh my it's god, it's just not going to happen. Happening. But the Chinese capabilities when it comes to cyber, 
are well beyond oh, ours. Yeah. And so and space, you don't know what they have in space right now. Yeah, well, they're you know they're attempting to militarize space. Yeah, and they remember have, they when, have satellite killing missiles. They can fire a whole bunch of those into the into the sky and take our our network down. Maybe. Well, remember, President Trump was uh, roundly mocked for starting the space force, when in reality he was the only one seeing idea. the situation clearly. Yeah, it's a good idea. And thank God we do have the space force at this point. Um, but yeah, I great mean, recruitment videos, by the way. Sorry, it's kind of bleak. The situation with them, and I don't really know how it's going to resolve. And I think you know you're also seeing the uh, financial industry leaders being like, "Yeah, this is pretty much going to come to a head over the next five years, and it's not going to be good for anybody." Because I think you mentioned it last week or the week before. We rely on them for manufacturing; they rely on us for consumption. Consumption. Yeah, and. So maybe in the end that's the one thing that could keep us from going to all-out war. But I feel like they wouldn't mind the pain as much because the communist government is willing to sacrifice as many as it takes. Yeah. You know, they got, what, a couple billion people over there? So I think that in the end, I, I just don't know how we win. Especially given our military. Yeah. Our military is falling apart. Yeah. The not from just an equipment aspect because we've given it all away to Ukraine at this point, but from a, a manpower aspect, the all the good war fighters from Iraq and Afghanistan are gone now. Yeah, I mean they have. They're. I mean, my God, they'll be ancient. Well, and any that we could have re- retained in leadership roles as commanders or generals or anything like that, left because of either the vaccine mandate they were forced out. Or the woke bullshit. Yes. Right? Because they're yes. wokeifying the military. Yeah. Um, and now there apparently is some internal chatter in the Pentagon that they're realizing, oh, maybe we went too far with this woke stuff because the, the readiness of our military is, is at the worst it's horrible. been in uh, forever, maybe. And so now they're also talking silently behind the scenes about what would the mechanisms be if they needed to uh, snap the draft into place. Yeah. Good thing we're too old for that. Yeah, we aged out. Um, you know, I'd, I'd go fly a drone in a yeah. in a trailer in in Las Vegas. Oh, I'll, I I will <laughs> I would channel uh the good old you know human wave tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Get me a bayonet. <laughs> Strap myself with some grenades. If I go down, I pull all the pins and try to get into the trenches before. Yeah, so, and... and Kamikaze. What, apparently, just last week, the U.S. Marshal Service was a target of massive security breach. Yes. Likely by China. Also, it was... There was just a massive DOD hack, too. Likely yeah. by China. I mean, this is them. This and is them. they're essentially just probing at this point. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean... you. For anyone the WITSEC files were safe though, but everything else got compromised. Yeah. Well, but, but they still got it. They still have to do a workaround system while it's being patched up, which is like ridiculous. That means yeah. like they're all their operations now are through like this like you know workaround system. For anyone that hasn't been paying attention, down in South Africa, things are falling apart rapidly. Um, there's essentially a risk of all-out civil war, and that's because the stability of the nation's power grid is at risk. Oh. Right. So. And that goes back to what I was saying about our power grid. And, you know, honestly, if, if the U.S. power grid was taken out, oh my God. the country would fall apart in a matter of days, if not hours. I mean, yeah. that's – just think. There, there's no commerce system. 
Nobody uses cash anymore, right? Credit cards wouldn't process, ATMs wouldn't dispense cash, the banks would be f Retail stores would be looted, there would clearly be riots, there'd be a run on food, supplies. I mean, it would go down quick. People don't realize that civilization is very tenuously held together. So that's my concern on that front. And, you know, you see how weak our infrastructure is with these train accidents. You see the feckless leadership out of the Biden administration. I mean, it goes back to, like I said, if the something serious happens. Oh, yeah. They're able. We're f They're able. We are. It goes back to the fall of Kabul. They're, they were all on vacation. Yeah, I mean, this I, happened. And then this trail derailment happens, and none of them wanted to go out there. I think you can use that as a microcosm. I think there's been worse crises here domestically than what happened in Afghanistan. But that's a good example of like, you know, one thing. But like, that wasn't that wasn't a serious crisis, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, U.S. troops were at risk, and that that's a problem. But Americans, I'm Americans talking about at home. There. Oh yeah, well. like. You know, that was a couple thousand Americans. We're talking about hundreds of millions of Americans here at home. And if there is an attack, a, be it a cyber attack or a physical attack, I just think we're going to be... Well, I, I really not wrong about that. I really don't see how they can handle it. Um, I mean, look what happened when the um, the gas line was hacked on the East Coast. Oh yeah, the colonial pipeline. The colonial that pipeline. was one. That was that one, was one yeah. pipeline. And look at the panic that it, that it caused. Yeah. Yep. I mean, imagine that on a on a nationwide scale. They would not Did have. Did they pay that ransom? I think so. Yeah. Ugh. A way to get it done. And so you know, <sighs> the the Department of Transportation is totally a mess. Pete Buttigieg, horrific, horrific cabinet secretary, and it goes to show, like we've said before, what happens. When you check off the diversity boxes and fill your cabinet with unqualified people. Yeah. And he just did it again with the new labor nominee. It's uh, some Asian woman. Oh, Sue. And you know, which checking off the Asian box because yeah. he's been criticized. There's not enough Asians in the administration. How about we just have qualified people would be a good start. But you know what she is best known for? Huh. Losing $100 billion dollars. In COVID funding through the California system to fraud. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're so going to put her really in charge yep. of... Okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's very... The Republican Asians are good. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> if, the, if this was an administration, just a hypothetical administration filled with nothing but Republican Asians, well, this what would I'd be the like most do, efficient country ever run. Let's bring the rooftop Koreans in for Homeland Security. Yeah. Because they would get that done. They probably would. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's the depressing segment of the show. It, it's I mean, not a good situation we're in here. And, <laughs> and Europe is pushing harder and harder towards World War Three. Clearly they just don't give a f anymore at this point. <laughs> I mean... Serenity now! You have, uh, who was it? I guess it's the hun Hungarian president's like, yeah, they're, they're pushing towards World War Three behind the scenes here. Yeah. Um, they're pushing more and more tanks. I mean... The other day, someone said it was a good analogy, and I can't remember it exactly. It was something along the lines of, if your mortal enemy moved in next door, right, mm -hmm. and continuously in your mailbox, would you not consider that 
to be an act of provocation. Yeah. He's like, okay, well, so what you just listened to was NATO moving into Ukraine and in Russia's mailbox. <laughs> Do you not expect a response? You know, I, I always love when as soon as someone says, well, you know, NATO was also provoking this from the beginning. It's like, oh, you're just a Putin stooge. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. just like telling you the facts of what was and happening. And it's not just Ukraine. Remember, in, in 08, they, we tried this with Georgia. Georgia was trying to mm-hmm. try to get into NATO, and Russia was like, that's not going to happen. And then the big war happened. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to, did, did, did they I mean, just which, think, which was done to, to knock them out of the whole NATO stuff. Did so. they just think that, you know, did NATO just think that they could expand without consequence across the board? Well, you know, Joe Biden was one who uh, said that expanding NATO was a problem. <laughs> yeah, until he said it wasn't. Until he said it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and also, something we talked about last week, and I think is actually something that needs to be discussed more, the history of Europe, the history of, of nation borders over there, the history of Russia and the USSR, like, everyone acts like Ukraine's this, like, established country for 200 years of independence and now all of a sudden russia just tried decided to roll in (laughs) like that's that's not the full story here you know you could say that it's wrong sure you could say that russia has no claim over ukraine anymore sure but at one time ukraine was part of russia yeah for a long time so i I don't understand when people are just like but so in their line of thinking but, but the Russians also hated them. Well, yeah. I mean, Stalin did that famine. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Ukraine, I'm not which, saying. Is, which is why, like, when the when the Nazis came in, the Ukrainians gave them uh, salt and bread, which is uh, the gifts of liberators. Oh yeah, I'm not saying yeah. it was all like roses. Yeah. In the, fact, with... <laughs> about two and a half to three million uh, Ukrainian men were willing to fight with the Nazis. The problem was Hitler was like, "Well, you're Slavs, so yeah, you're also going <laughs> yeah, to the you're, camps. You're going to the yeah. camps." So. <laughs> it's it's a complicated history over there, way more complicated than say you know our borders and our our border history is a lot too. Yeah, people just that's a real problem in today's society. Yeah, is the lack of knowledge of just history across the board. Well, I mean, it, w- it would have served us uh, well uh, before we went headlong into Vietnam. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, remember the Vietnamese were like, we, we we don't care what Beijing says to us. We don't care what the Soviet. This is a this we're fighting for our country. We're going to have Vietnamese socialism, yes, but it's only for us. Also, we don't like China. We've been fighting them for over five hundred years. Yeah, we've had multiple wars with the uh, with with China. So mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell you guys were talking about. You know, with this whole domino theory. So um, you know, I, frankly, that 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 probably going to save us a lot of time. And deaths. And, and deaths and money and, and just turmoil here. I mean, everyone was getting yeah shot up and riots everywhere, so. If uh, perhaps people would just become better students of history, we could really... Uh... And it's messy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, th- you're absolutely right about Russian history is, is messy, filled with death and depression and destruction and ethnic ties and allegiances that are that are just never going away. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. look at um, just the Slavic people in general. Like, look, look at Milosevic in Kosovo. Mm-hmm. Like, he thought that was like the mother of all battles. Yeah, you know. We're, well, we're and taking, that's kind of know. that's kind of popping off over there again. I don't know if you've been paying attention. Yeah, the whole Serbian, dude, that whole thing, you know, Kosovo and the thing, whole Bosniaks and stuff. Like, they don't like each they other. They all f- hate each yeah. other. 
And it's like, yeah, this is the history of yeah. the world. And and frankly, it's funny. All those groups were together when it was Tito, the dictator, yeah. Yugoslavia. Literally, yeah. it takes a strong man to keep everybody in line. And when he died, everything just Well, once just Yugoslavia fractured. broke up, that was, oh the game. It was the game right there. But yeah, you know, so I just hate when people try to really oversimplify this whole Russia-Ukraine thing. And I'm like, yeah, you could support Ukraine in the fight against Russia, sure. You could also say that, you know, it's it's a long brewing simmering battle here between yeah. them and putin is from the time of when the ussr was unified yeah and held ukraine like he also can wait that's the thing i mean i, I, I i'm just the, the, well the, i don't know if he can wait individually the, the time to, oh wait well, he, he i think he, his he, health he, is he, a little rough yeah oh yeah the health mm -hmm. i thought you were talking about maybe some russian generals might be uh no i don't think so i think that he's uh Killed a lot of them. I think he has too, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> the ones that were threats to yeah. him, which is also probably the better generals, so that kind of hurt him. Yeah. But he does have time. Well, he does. The, yeah. the West acts as if, like, you know, this is going to come to an end. and After, like, the next election. I'm like, this this guy wins with, like, 75% of the vote. What, an election time. in Russia? Yeah. Yeah. I know, right? That's what I mean. It's not an That's election. I mean. it's, and then it, if not, he jails the opposition. Right, right. Um, you, you'd be stupid to speak out about, against him oh, at home. Yeah. Who's that I mean, guy? come on, Navalny. Yeah, Nav yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't he in hiding right now? I don't know where he is. I know. I think he's he in jail. He keeps on getting arrested. I, I would get the hell out of there. I think he's in jail. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's some like Netflix movie coming out about him, so I'm sure it's oh. going to be over the top. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I just don't get what the end game is here. I and I go back go back to that again. What is the end game? And now you also see there's some cracks. In the, what did you say, the facade of the whole pro-Ukraine thing. Because apparently there's some talk behind the scenes among NATO members that they were going to propose a peace plan that would give Russia significant land. Mm. Uh, you know, significant land that they've taken yeah. already. And, but Zelensky says No. No peace deal no. with no peace. with uh, anything that gives them any land, including Crimea. And I'm like, well, as far as I'm concerned, that cr the Crimean question was settled in 2014 when Obama just let him have it. Yeah, it's true. Right? He didn't do the uncontested arrival. And it's not like there was any fighting going on in Crimea before this war. Yeah. It's not like Ukraine was actively re trying to retake it back, well, as far as I know. And supposedly, you know, that was all taken by paramilitary groups. Yeah. That wasn't regular Russian army. That and, right. and, and apparently Moscow was not happy regarding how that whole Crimean annexation was executed. They thought, they thought it was too long, too sloppy, which is why they used the regular army for mm -hmm. the Ukraine invasion, which uh, really wasn't much better. I mean, this has been... Just a slog. Just well, these, these you people, know, I mean, it's just a. I mean, it's a horribly trained military. They got rations that are expired seven years. They're running over mines. We're picking off their officers. They have no NCO corps, which yeah, which really shows you how you know, like sergeants and stuff. How those guys who take the initiative mm -hmm. are absolutely essential, and why our our military, you know, is is able to be as efficient as it is, you know. These guys can't move an inch without the top dog saying something, and that has absolutely been a disaster. They don't have a secure comms uh, system in, in, in Ukraine right now, so the Ukrainians could literally listen in on what they're doing. 
Um, yeah. Uh, every, every aspect of modern warfare that, I mean, for all his faults, Don Rumsfeld was very, very good in pushing the Pentagon towards network-centric warfare because this, this, is, this is what happens when you kind of have a third-rate system. You have just mm-hmm. cracks abound yeah. and your op- military operations become a disaster. Mm-hmm. But like like we said, you know, I don't think the Ukra- I mean, do, do the Ukrainians have the manpower? I mean, they have the weapons because we keep giving them the weapons. But um, well, and that's another point in the argument that I always go back to and say we've given them the official number is somewhere north of a hundred and fifty billion. I think it's more like two hundred fifty billion. Yeah. Jenny Yellen just took a trip over there to deliver another four hundred million. Yeah, why? Why, why did she go over there? I don't it's totally. They could have killed her. Well, I'm gonna keep my comments on that. I, one, I know. But, I'm just, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like the, it's like Randy Weingarten going over there. Like, what the f- are you doing over there? It's just what dumb. Gonna, what are you gonna it's, do? It's, it's all the show at this point. It's all yeah. show at this point, and you have to ask yourself, how much more can we give without? Right? Yeah. No, I see. I see what you're going. It's like, it's it's to, it's to a point where we might need. Are, are we going to have to deploy troops to push? No, we can't to, do that. To move the needle? I know. I'm not saying we, but it's to a point Biden now. Would be dumb enough to do that? He would, but it's like it's like we we have you know it's a stalemate, right? You know they can't get. I would further. argue it's not necessarily a stalemate, but because to to get it into their advantage, the advantage that Biden wants, do we have to deploy NATO troops or even our troops to facilitate? We've them? spent that would twice, be insane. That would be insane to do. I we've agree. spent twice the amount that Russia spends on its military in a year. We've spent yeah. in the past year propping up Ukraine, okay, and they still have barely, barely been hanging on on those front lines. Yeah, and there's some actually intelligence that shows that they're losing towns and cities along those front lines slowly. Very, very, very slowly. It's trench warfare out there. But the Russians are pushing in. There's one city, I forget, in the east uh, that was was on the Ukrainian side of the front line that is no longer. Was Uh, it uh, uh, Bakhmut or some shit like that? And now they have these Wagner forces that are like the real nasty group of Russia that are going in. And I think the point I was going to make was that Russia did not expect this no and because they didn't expect this they didn't go in as nasty as they could have i think they didn't have enough troops for the uh thing i agree for the operation right but what i mean is they didn't go nasty enough (laughs) listen i you know (laughs) there's 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 (laughs) there's some videos of some nasty i'm just saying there sure yeah sure but it could have been a lot nastier at the beginning Right, because remember, well, they thought it was gonna be a walk-in. They were having incursions into into Kiev. Yeah. Okay, and they did think it was gonna be a walk in the park. And if they had gone nastier from the beginning, I do think that they could have taken Zelensky out and just finished it right then and there. And they missed that opportunity, and I don't think that's gonna happen now. No, no way. But that was their key strategic miscalculation at the beginning. Yeah. And. So now you have Russia kind of re-shaking up their strategy, and their strategy now is going to a war of attrition, and they're just throwing throngs of troops at the front lines. And if Ukraine was winning, they would not have lowered their age of conscription to 16. Okay, they're running out of troops. And so it goes back to the point you just made. Are we going to provide troops? I hope to God not. 
I mean, there is a little bit of a footprint there because we're the ones that are targeting. Well, we're doing the training. Yeah, yeah and we're the doing the targeting. And the targeting, which is which is also a pro- theoretically could be read as an act yeah. of war. Yeah, you know, um, and on the one year anniversary of the war the other day, uh, Russia essentially said that NATO is no longer the hypothetical foe; it is the enemy. Yeah, and so you're seeing a change in their their posture. I mean, I really think that. You're going to see as spring comes around, even with the insane amount of weapons and money that we're sending, you're going to see Ukraine losing more and more ground. So I think that Putin would be willing to do a peace deal with getting the land that he currently holds, but Ukraine won't. So when does our aid become dependent on the fact that, you know, we're going to force them to the table? Right, and that's yeah. the point I've been making. I think for months now. Yeah. What what strings are attached to this? We're just writing these blank checks. We're getting nothing in return, right? Like, no one can make the argument to me. Like, you think we're gonna defeat Russia, in whole, by stopping them from taking some land in Ukraine? Like that's crazy. But it's happened before. Okay, sure. They, that was they, they. They couldn't take Afghanistan. Yeah, oh, that gets thrown I, into I'm the just, whole, like, that brought the USSR down. Yeah. It was a cog in the machine, but there was a lot that went oh, on yeah. behind I mean, the scenes that took down the USSR. The winds of change were, but it certainly facilitated. And Chernobyl, I feel like, had more of an effect that too. That, in the homeland. Yeah, and <laughs> the whole, because it, it completely eroded the credibility of the civilian government. Right, right. right. But also, having a foreign war that's bleeding you dry doesn't help, too. It certainly accelerated yeah. The, yeah. The, the collapse, but... Well, but their argument is it's going to take yeah. down Russia, and I'm like, oh no, I wouldn't say take down. It Russia. would, it might, it might yeah. kill Putin because his health is deteriorating, and it might give him a stroke. <laughs> but then, yeah, you could end up with someone worse. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could end up with someone way it's more like, hardline uh, than him. What's it called? Uh, what, what was that? Jack Ryan, the latest season of Jack Ryan. Yeah, that guy was nuts. Yeah, the 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 defense minister. So. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, it's not good. Very not good. I also think I I, I want to know what the Russian death toll is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's I think it's astronomical. And, I mean, they have mobile crematoria there to keep the to cook the books. So yeah, sure, um, sure. And you know they're using conscripts too, which yeah. you know is what it is. But which is I mean, dude, it, haven't like eight hundred thousand Russians like fled of conscription age? Yeah, they they know what the hell's going on down there. Yeah, it's death. I just think that th- this is not going to come to the end that people want. And in the meantime, you know, we're spending a quarter trillion dollars here that could be used at home to feed Americans or repair our rail lines or, you know, do many other good things in this country. And, well, that's reflective of the polling. It's starting to uh, degrade. I think only 51 percent. Mm-hmm. Keeps uh, and that's an AP poll, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, well, it was sixty one percent want the aid stopped. Yeah. Oh wow. Um, okay. Well. And but here we are again, funding an endless war. Yeah. And this one, isn't even for something that's going to help us. <laughs> no one. I mean, how is how is defeating Russia and Ukraine going to help us? Besides economically, I mean, I don't know. But well, the the I sanctions mean, our, haven't worked. I mean, our I mean, our economy is in a recession. The so. sanctions haven't worked. You know, Russia has two times the cash reserves that they did before the war. Yeah, that's an underreported fact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You remember the sanctions that were supposed to end the war, right? Oh, yeah, the, 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 ruble, the ruble is collapsing. And it was. It did go down. A lot of people yeah, lost a lot of money a month. And for a month. For, a, for month. a month. Yeah. Yeah. And then the oligarchs made back all their money, and they're like, oh, okay. 
Yeah. Well, business listen, as usual. Listen, listen they <laughs> listen they they seize their yachts, so therefore you know big. Oh yeah, well big, that big that, pain. That was another ridiculous power grab too. <laughs> like, how is seizing oligarchs' yachts like justified? Yeah. Well, that has nothing to do with this. Like they, they, they also bought new ones within like a week. No, I know, so. I know. It's, <laughs> you know just it's just so stupid to me. And it, it in the end, we're not going to get anything out of this. At least before, when we were fighting our endless wars, it was against Islamic terrorism, and in Afghanistan, the people yeah. that you know uh, executed nine eleven, you know the Iraq war. You could debate about all day. Yeah, yeah. But at least one of them. Yeah. <laughs> was useful, right? Yeah. And the war against ISIS, like we had to stop yeah. them. But here, I just don't know what this does for us. I mean, us. there. I mean, and there have been radical Islamic terror attacks since nine eleven on U.S. soil. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's yeah, it's you know. I'll tell you, I would have much rather have spent a quarter trillion dollars overhauling our in- critical infrastructure in the United States and in our military yeah. and beefing up our military yeah. to prepare for war with China. Yeah. The much bigger long-term threat to the United States. But, and look at all these maps, by the way, I was just scrolling through here, of, <laughs> of the borders of Ukraine have changed at least 40 times in the last, you know, in the last 50 years. So, but, you know, here we are. Um. Anyway, that was a little bit of a sidebar there, but what else? SCOTUS is hearing stuff right now. Student loan forgiveness looks like it's going to go down. Um, we have those big tech cases they took a case uh, on the constitutionality of the CFPB, so that'll be interesting. So I'll tell you, the CFPB behind the scenes, really regulatory out of control. Oh, yeah. I mean, bad. Mick, I mean, Mick Mulvaney uh, shed light on that. Yeah, very, very bad. So this is how the funding mechanism for CFPB. So we'll see what happens. But if we could get rid of them, that'd be great. I, I don't know that that is going to happen, but... What else? All right, let's talk about 2024 a little bit before we wrap up here. Oh, first off, a little local story here. Fairfax County School Board, not known for being very conservative, but in this case, there's a ver- – the school board member – I can't pronounce her name. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it a go here. Abrar Omaish. She's 28. Pretty sure came here from another country. Guess she doesn't like America, but – Maybe she didn't come from another country, but either way, she clearly hates America because here's what she had to say about the Battle of Iwo Jima. Take a listen. Oh, my God. There's also a lot of history in February. Uh, You know, a number of community members reached out to me just a few days ago was Japanese Day of Remembrance, something for us to certainly reflect on as we learn our history and and, and think about it. Uh, The days when, you know, Iwo Jima uh, unfortunately happened and, and set a record for really what uh, hate to say, human evil is capable of. And so that's something just to remember, uh, especially actually in advance of Holocaust Remembrance Day, which is coming up, and just so many moments for us to think about what human beings are capable of uh, and how we can turn turn the tide and turn the trajectory to make sure that we're building better for the next generation. Yeah. Oh, my God. Evil. <laughs> evil. Well, I'll tell you, it's certainly a good thing that the Iwo Jima Memorial is not in Fairfax County, because uh, she probably would have had that removed by now. Um, you know, uh, what exactly is the Japanese Day of Remembrance, by the way? You hear her say that? Yeah. 
What is that? It's basically where they like it's it's like it's, where we locked them up. No, is that what it's no, about? it's where they. I I believe it's where it's like their Memorial Day for the Japanese dead. But the thing is, it, it, inc- it includes like a host of war criminals. Well, like legit war criminals. They lay a big. Why weight. does she bring that up for us? I don't know. It, that has nothing Just to do with us. A few days ago was Japanese Day. I know. I, I don't get. I don't get that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I don't understand what yeah. she was even talking about. Uh, first off. First off, 7,000 American heroes died taking that island from the Japanese. Yep. And the Japanese were evil. Look at what they did to the world. Ooh, okay? Brutal. Uh, and to compare us to them, I feel like, is just totally absurd from the beginning. Yeah. And then, you know, she essentially went on later to infer that we should not have nuked them. Well, too bad. And I'm like, well... We had to. Yeah. Not once, but twice, because they yeah. refused to surrender yeah. after the first yeah. one. I love how people get holed up over, like, the two nu- the two nuclear bombs when we killed more Japanese civilians through the firebombing campaign. Well, yeah. <laughs> in the months yeah. prior to that. Well, don't tell her that, because she's yeah. on another rant. Um, and they were our enemy. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what happens. You pound, like, them, you pound the shit out of them. You, honestly, I would have dropped a third. Yeah. If you could have. Like... Yeah, we, we didn't have any more. No, I know. <laughs> Thank God they did surrender. We only had two. We exhausted our yeah. supply. But, but they like, didn't know that. Right. Exactly. But they didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's just crazy to me that, again, and this well, goes it, back it, to the it's, comment it's I made. It's back to that revisionist <laughs> we got in our schools going on, man. People just don't know history. Yeah. And when they when they do teach the history, they revise it to be yeah. their woke bull. I know. Like this. The battle, Japanese the battle of, of Iwo Jima was... <laughs> Not so fortunate. Like, like, talk about a hot take. Not not to bring back that term, but like, my yeah. God. Yeah. Ser- World War II was unnecessary. Oh, so basically Japanese militarism and uh and Nazi and the German Nazism well, you know, should have roamed free. Well, for her, you know, she would have said, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor was an accident. Oh yeah. Some people oh, no, did, some people fault. did something. Yeah, it was our right? fault. Yeah, that yeah. line of thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we should just let it go. Yeah. That's what she would have said. Yeah. Um, and then she brought up Holocaust Day of Remembrance, and I'm like, okay, uh, maybe you should calm you should, down. Yeah, there. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're at a 17. Yeah. We need you at like a negative two and yeah. shut the f- up. You know what? She should watch this great show that totally portrays what her world should be in, in regards mm-hmm. to World War Two. It's called Man in the High Castle or High yeah, Tower, yeah. where the the, yeah. the Japanese and the Germans win. Or mm-hmm. he, she should read Fatherland. Well, let me tell you something. I'm certainly not a fan of the Japanese. Still a little salty over all that, and I'll leave it at that, as you know. <laughs> yeah. I still like Godzilla, Pokemon, and um, Tamagotchis. My favorite joke is they came at us, and then we bombed them so f- hard yeah. they were drawing cartoon cats Cats-y. for the next 60 years. <laughs> Hello, kitty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Um, Don't get arrested. By the way, that's, I know it's both sides. Don't get arrested in Japan. Oh, anything. I'm sure they're hard as f- It is a 99% conviction rate. No, obviously no constitutional rights that we have here. They make people confess to crimes that they never committed. Mm-hmm. Like the guy for who was that? Is it the Nissan CEO who had to organize his oh, own? Yeah. He had to organize his own escape because they accused him of financial fraud mm-hmm. without evidence. But they kept him in detainment for so long. He's like, get me the fuck out of here. He he, I think he orchestrated like a fake concert and he like got out through the um yep the equipment mm-hmm. and he flung, then he was like hey i'm in lebanon i just escaped this hellhole called japan yeah. <laughs> they tried to throw me in jail yep because i am not japanese and i took over a japanese company so i guess it was mm-hmm. oof, don't get arrested we got uh 
little 2024 talk here. We've got uh, Tim Scott. I'm just kidding. Oh my no, I'm just, God. I'm just kidding. Even started I'm on kidding. Him. <laughs> um, and that Vivek Ramaswamy guy, who honestly, his has, ideas aren't that bad. The problem is, like, no, I don't think anyone knows who the f- he is. I don't disagree us. with his ideas. I just feel as if there should only be two people running. And their names are Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. Yeah, I hear. Well, he's not going to. Yeah. And Vivek Ramaswamy may get 2 3 4%. It just f- with the whole thing. It's like the same yeah. thing as Nick well, Haley. He's, he's like and the, if Tim Scott runs. And if yeah. Rick Scott runs. Who else is on that list? Oh, oh Pompeo. Pence. Pence is thinking about yeah. running. I'm like, guys, just stay the f- out yeah. of it. Like, well, he's, we trying, don't need he's another- trying to be the Andrew Yang. Yeah, of, and how'd that of, work out? Of, well, Andrew Yang got the universal basic income discussion going. He's trying to get his ideas going. And how did that work out? I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah. No one talks about UBI much anymore. I don't think. <laughs> I think it's actually an okay idea. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> you just know it pisses me off so bad. You don't want to be the devil's advocate there. Um, Everybody deserves a living wage, Storm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The the best is no one can define what that living wage is. Oh yeah, no. It goes, but I'll tell it, you it what. It goes from seventeen bucks to seventy five and up all the way up to like one hundred and twenty an hour. I know. Well, something that doesn't get discussed much in the economics realm of thing. A lot of this inflation is driven by increases in minimum wage. Well, well no I'm, one wants to not, talk about that. Not so long ago, the New York Times editorial board said there should be no minimum wage. Remember yeah, those days? Yeah. Um, in which case, it probably would be better for the worker because anyway, because these these. These locations would be fighting for the most skilled skilled workers in that position. Whatever. You know I lost I mean. my train of thought. Oh, oh, ranting about the number of people. Oh, the number of people <laughs> is outrageous. <laughs> we we already have de facto, I guess, four, right? Because we all know that DeSantis is going to run, even though he's not officially running yet, but he's going to run. <laughs> Rumor is he's going to announce in June. We got four. What what are we? Were you going to do this whole you know fourteen? candidates thing again yeah, or however much it was yeah, in 2016 well, if you're trump you're like yes more there should now, be 20 well yeah if you're trump yeah, for sure and i just want a head-to-head face-off between him and ron yeah oh no no which by the way could go badly for ron well that's what i was about there to say. is a chance and it, it, it's it's like 50 50 that ron wilts like a piece of lettuce in heat and i don't know about 50 50 but on the flip side, I was going to say that you, by having more of these low-lifers, they could attract Trump's, you know, heat or flames, whatever you yeah. want to talk say it, <laughs> Trump's ire. They could attract it maybe more than DeSantis. He might do that where he just f- all over them, you know. Yeah. But then again, Trump has been f- all over DeSantis on Truth Social, making up these like dumb nicknames for him. Um, <laughs> what's so funny about no, that? Nothing. <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm like, Don, come on. Don. Yeah, no. Ron um, DeSanctimonious. The, the whole, see, and that's where, like, I just don't know how this is going to play out. Like you said, yeah. because a lot of Trump's arguments against DeSantis don't hold water they at all. I, they really don't. Oh, especially with the whole like Corona lockdown. Oh my thing. God, that that's like, that's gonna be. On, I mean, don't God. he should not bring that up because that's gonna be. That's a losing argument that, for Trump. That's that's he's he's gonna because get a Dick, Trump Dick Cheney buckshot to the face if that happens. So. You know, Trump listened to Fauci. He, he basically gave Fauci control of the country. Now, yeah. in defense of Trump, I will say on this front, it was an election year. 
Trump's numbers on the coronavirus were hurting bad, and people's trust in in Whoa. Fauci at that point yeah. was strong. Yeah. Also, let's so he forget. saw it as a winning political yeah. bet to let him yeah. take the lead. Also, let's not forget that that week we we lost what almost ten thousand in volume in the stock market. Oh yeah, yeah we yeah, had yeah. five consecutive I'm days of I'm like. Not talking about that uh, but I'm just saying, like, we had five consecutive days of like thousand plus losses because he didn't wrestle know. the control back after. That's true, but so, I'm just like, there's no way know. the market could could have sustained and then, those types of losses for a week. So we had to do something. And then Trump also the talks about the vaccine in that same argument. And while yes, he, I you know that's something I guess he could be proud of. What the vaccine turned into. Was a heart attack factory? What? Who said that? <laughs> I didn't say what? that. Who said that? Who uh, said that? Who said that? My God. It turned into a mess. <laughs> we'll yeah, myocardial it mess. With, yes. uh, especially with the mandates. Yeah. Right? Take it or you will get fired. So I, I just don't know how he's going to thread that needle. And that's come up quite a bit in talking to grassroots supporters who still like Trump, but they're not necessarily fans of the vaccine. Yeah. Right, so the coronavirus argument doesn't really work out for him, yeah. and then you have him like calling him desanctimonious. I don't even understand what calling that is supposed him to mean. The groomer, and then the groomer, that's... where in reality, DeSantis just put Disney World in their place, okay, by signing his bill taking away the self governance of Disney and making them accountable to the people of Florida. Uh, do we have that clip? Yeah, roll that clip, Mr. Producer. Today, the corporate kingdom finally comes to an end. There's a new sheriff in town, and accountability will be the order of the day. So you have DeSantis doing his day-to-day -day governing here and, and racking up wins like this. And there's also going to be constitutional carry in Florida and a whole bunch of great conservative wins. And then Trump's response to that is, well, he wouldn't even be governor without me. And I'm like, okay, uh, that's fair. I, and I, I think that is a fair argument that because his argument is that he wasn't winning the primary before he stepped in, which is a little bit shaky depending on what polls you're looking at. But yeah. beyond that, he only beat – what's his name? Uh, meth – gay meth guy? Oh, uh, Andrew Gillum. Andrew Gillum. He only beat him by, what, 20,000 votes in a state of, what, 8 million it was tight, votes? It was a tight victory, yeah. So, but then... But then he got 20. Then DeSantis yeah. was the best governor in the nation. Yep. Did not abide by coronavirus lockdowns. Well, that's the other argument they're trying to make. Yeah. Well, well, DeSantis locked down the state, and I'm like, eh, eh that's a little, another yeah. little shaky argument yeah. that you're going on here. Hence the name Death Santis. Right, because he yeah. reopened the state. Yeah. There's a reason people flock to Florida, yeah. continue to flock to Florida. Yeah. The highest net uh, migration from other states, yeah. people are moving there in droves. Yeah. So It's because he, he also read the medical literature. DeSantis well, yeah, yeah, was, yeah. you know, he actually read all the studies, everything. You know, even Bill Maher credited him when he, when Bill Maher was like, look at Florida and look at New York. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. DeSantis, he's like, DeSantis likes to read the medical literature. I know it got chuckles from the audience, but like Mar was making a serious point. He was yeah. like, this guy was reading everything that was up to date on COVID. And he was like, the other guy, Gropi Cuomo, wasn't. Mm -hmm. And look who had more deaths. Mm -hmm. 
And so I think I think that by far a much and this isn't Trump's style, but I think a more effective campaign strategy for Trump would be Trump to say not to attack DeSantis directly, but which he will never not do that. I mean, that's just not going to happen. Yeah. But to say, look, when I was president, the country was doing great. Yeah. Right. Look at all my achievements. Yeah. Look at the record economy. The border was secure. We were getting the fentanyl crisis under control. There's so many good things that Trump did. He was a great president. He was. And he could run on that record, right? And I, I think I will say that if, if the whole uh, Jan 6 thing didn't happen, I think that Trump would actually probably be a shoe-in for another term. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think that there's too many people in this country that will always vote against Trump even though it's in, against their own self-interest. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I really agree. the problem. And everything you just list said about how Trump should run, that's running like a normal, like a typical politician, right? Which and, he can't and, do, and that's the problem. No, but you're right that that's the line he probably should take. Yeah, but he won't to look less like a bull in a china closet. But he has to run. He's a foreign president now. He's no longer an outsider. You right, know, right? Right. That's right. the thing. There's a lot of things that were to his advantage that that no longer work, and he has to run like a politician. Can he? Be it, you know, can he transform into that type of candidate? I don't know. Well, I think that's the key that you just said right there. He doesn't have like your four presidents act like it. The things that were in favor of him in 2016. Yeah. He's not the outsider anymore. I mean, depending on who he's facing, I don't think any of them are as weak as Hillary Clinton. (sighs) Okay. And also, they're not going to be caught flat footed like Hillary was. Yeah. Especially in the blue wall states. Yeah. Okay, so that's an uphill challenge right there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he's not an outsider anymore. I mean, you know, he still has outsider tendencies and is still not – I wouldn't say he's part of the establishment, but he's certainly a lot more of the establishment than he was in the past. Yeah, I mean he's the, he's the former president. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, you it's know just- but, but he's not he's – not, you know – Friends with Mitch McConnell. No, like, no. You know, I'm I, not a huge uh, – there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, there but, is a lot. But um, it's, I, I, I don't see him being – He he'll, he's going to look very uncomfortable if he tries to take that route though. Yeah. You know what I'm trying I, to say? Like can you imagine him yeah. trying to – like he will look well, I think very he could get, uncomfortable. I think he could get the jabs in, but he needs to run on his record. Yeah. And I think that he's going to really struggle with that. Yeah. I agree with you. And – He's going to attack DeSantis. I can totally see him ignoring all his accomplishments just to throw out haymakers. And it's just like, bro. <laughs> and it's like the the thing that I worry about most, and I don't think that he's going to do this for sure, but I do worry about it, is if he loses the primary. Oh, boy. Right? And doesn't endorse DeSantis. And now I don't I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I don't think that that's going to happen. Like if I think if he loses he would say you got to back Ron. You just got to do it. Yeah. You got to get him in. We got to get these Democrats out of here. I think he'll see that in his own best interest as well. Yeah. Because it's not like he's going to come back again. No. Okay. In 2028, he'll be like 86. So that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I think it would be in his own self-interest for the business environment in this country to pick up. Um and also you know, if I just worry that there could be enough of a contingent of the Trump base that says, I'm not going to vote 
or if, God forbid, Trump says, I'm just going to run third party and then really screw us over. But remember, we had that same concern last time. When we didn't know that Trump was going to win, we were like, what if he runs third party? And now he won, so we never found out the hypothetical. But And then on the DeSantis side, I think he's playing it relatively smart right now. He's essentially running without running. And mm-hmm. he's not taking the bait from Trump. Now, Trump, if he wants to win, Trump has to get back on Twitter. I mean, that's just a fact. We've said it many times. It's been reported, oh, yeah, he's going to come back to Twitter. He hasn't yet. But if he wants to win, he's got to get back on Twitter. I mean, Truth Social just does not get the national media attention that Twitter does. If Trump came back to Twitter, it'd be huge news, and his tweets would drive the news cycles every day again like they used to. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, on the flip side... Could be a downfall for him, right? Oh, if he goes off, if like... if he if he tweets the way that he truths, oh, it's bad. Yeah, then it's, he's it, gonna be it, undone. It's, it's done, right? And all of this analysis comes from a place, and I, I, I always, and frankly, you made a good point. The fact that it hasn't, he hasn't come, is because you know it shows you true social ain't gonna win him the presidency. Yeah, you know that yeah. that that you know he needs to get back on Twitter to to get things going. The fa- the the only reason why you and I know about True Social is because people take screenshots of it and post and it on post Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. So it's like you know maybe he should be maybe he should be thanking himself or whoever that he hasn't been tweeting. Like that. Well, and that's another <laughs> issue. Staying away. It's another issue. Who's gonna run all of Trump's campaign? Yeah, because you see what happens to his associates after they leave. Well, not just that. They get they get federally subpoenaed and investigated and all that. We, Jared ran 2020. That failed. That did not do good, yeah. Okay, he's not coming back. Yeah. He needs to go outside of his family. But so who who and, and but then but that, from but his agree, vantage yeah. point, and I agree with his vantage yeah. point, who can you trust? Well, everyone stabs right? him in the back, I know. Everyone stabs him in the back or has the look knives many, out for look, him. Look how many people have gone to CNN and now bashed him. Exactly. That stupid Alyssa Farrah Griffin can't stand her. Um, she hates DeSantis too. So who does she no, like? No, I know. Ironic. Who does yeah. she She's like the then? conservative. Air oh quote. yeah, the, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, the conservative. Yeah. So that's an issue, and then uh, the, you always have the whole like, oh well, if you support DeSantis, you must hate Trump. And I'm like, no, no, that's not true. No, see that's <laughs> see that's what like the lunatic Trumpies like take. Right. You know? Right. Like, and I'm and I'm not saying that's like everybody, but like there are some people who are like that. But like you go on their their profile and they're just they're mm-hmm. just insane so yeah no it's just like listen we like both guys we're obviously going to support whoever it is whoever it is enthusiastically the between these two because yeah. so, they're better than unless Democrat. it's nikki haley then i might just kill myself uh, or tim scott yeah you're talking about people who are not gonna get the nomination yeah, but yeah. you know but it's just you know right now we have choices and in this country we can pick who we want in this primary season yeah, it's going to be just bloody. Just get over it. It's it going to be bloody. Nah, uh, nah. And, uh, you know, I just – and I think of uh, Rambunctious primary is good for us well, because it helped us in 2016. It did. And if Biden's going to run again, which all signs point to yes, <laughs> to take an eight ball phrase, now subject to change at any time, <laughs> yeah. especially given health possibilities. Yeah. I mean he could die tomorrow. Yeah, very possible. Tonight. He even. could die tonight, yeah. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I it worries you see, me. On paper, a Democrat would be and, and Joe Biden and the Democrats would be like, ooh, fantastic, rambunctious, rambunctious GOP primary. They're gonna be beating themselves. Meanwhile, we're the party that looks like we're we have it together, we're focused, mm-hmm. there's stability. But Joe Biden does not has no no longer has COVID to protect them. 
Yeah. He has to go to endless events. Which will be months. a disaster for him. And he is going to get tired. He cannot go to Rehoboth every other day to recharge his, his body doubles that he has in his mm-hmm. bunker. You know, he, he's going to have – I think he's going to have a Bob Dole moment. Yeah. Where Bob, remember Bob Dole? He fell. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to fall. It's possible, yeah. I think he's going to have a serious mental brain fart. He's going to make John Fetterman also- look like a f***ing Rhodes Scholar with these, with these mental trip-ups. And everyone's going to be like, you know what? The, the field is wide open. They could also replace him, though. Um, but also, if something happens we'll talk to him health-wise... Talk about chaos, then. But, if, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it could be earlier on. Yeah. He could also decide not to run in the next few months. Um, and, but well, it has, it has to happen in the next few months. You, you, you can't f- your party like that. But if something happens to him health-wise, and Kamala becomes president, God forbid, help oh us. Oh, my God. Help us, God. Yeah, but... Just the missiles will be the missiles will no, be flying with her. I don't know. I just feel like domestically it would be way worse because uh, yeah. she's crazy. Um, <laughs> the because at least Biden is like used to be sane, right? Yeah. So there's still a little bit of that left, but Kamala's just psycho. But she would become the presumptive nominee if she became president, right? But would people challenge her? Also, who else do they even have on their side? But the thing I worry about with DeSantis. And this could be good for him or it could be bad for him. He's trying to run this shadow campaign, which yes, you wrote about is. today. Yeah, he is, yeah. And I he, mean, it's, 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 not, it's nothing that is, like, super secret. I mean... No, 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 I know. Yeah. He released this ad. Take a quick listen. When the world lost its mind, when common sense suddenly became an uncommon virtue, Florida was a refuge of sanity a citadel of freedom for our fellow Americans and even for people around the world. Ron DeSantis has decided to put his people first. Ron DeSantis taking a lot of heat over it, but he's not backing down. Florida's success has been made more difficult by the floundering federal establishment in Washington, D.C. An inflationary spending binge that has left our nation weaker and our citizens poor. It has enacted pandemic restrictions and mandates. It has recklessly facilitated open borders. It has imposed an energy policy that has crippled our nation's domestic production. This has caused many to be pessimistic about the country's future. Some even say that failure is inevitable. Florida is proof positive that we, the people, are not destined for failure. DeSantis wins. He has made a promise, and he's making good on the promise. Florida is leading the nation. We are the nation's fastest-growing state. We rank number one in education freedom. We are number one in economic freedom. Florida also ranks number one in public higher education. This is a record we can all be proud of. That's why the left hates Governor DeSantis because he's a winner. That's what the guy does, he wins. Decline is a choice. Success is attainable. And freedom is worth fighting for. So that's essentially a presidential act. It, it pretty much is, you know? yeah. He's doing the book tour. He's doing the... Uh, speaking to police organizations in critical cities like yeah, Chicago, sure. New York, Philly suburbs. Like he's doing it while also making sure things are in order at Tallahassee. Now here's my um, concern. Yeah. The this could be the whole shadow campaign thing of running but not really running officially. Yeah. yeah. Could either work out really well 
or could work out poorly. Because two months ago, DeSantis had a pretty comfortable primary vote lead, okay? Right? Now, not so much. Now he's behind by 10, okay? Yeah. And these polls change pretty regularly. It's, it's, yeah, but it's early. But the longer he's not an official candidate, the more muddied the water gets. And it'd be difficult for him to take down Trump because Trump is the former president. Yeah. You know, he, he was, you know, for a long, long time, the presumptive nominee. And so I think that adds a difficult math calculation to it. Yeah. So... Although 10 points is not insurmountable. Sure, sure. I mean, being 10 points ahead in a primary year this early, that's not uh, – <laughs> that's dangerous territory to be in, to be honest, if you're the person who has that advantage. You know, no, I agree. That's I not agree. a big cushion I agree. at all. It's like the two-goal lead in hockey, <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, But I just – I worry about a lot of this because I think that, the, you know, it's always the hyperbole of – this is the most important election of our lifetime, right? Which I've been hearing since 04. Well, of course. We've been <laughs> right. But in this case, it's I, I really do think that this is the point of no return. If we yeah. lose this next election, it's done. It's The country will be finished. Yeah. yeah. There will be no return from he that. He skated on thin the, ice with uh, 16. Like Hillary, oh, yeah. Hillary, oh, yeah. Hillary would have totally destroyed the country. Yeah, well, you remember that feeling yeah. we had of, oh, yeah. my God, like, we just dodged the JFK yeah. kill shot. Seriously, head, yeah. Right? Seriously. It's kind of the same thing here. Like, you, we can't have eight uninterrupted years. Of this guy. No, of, we cannot. Of just Democrats in general. We, just, we can't. Right? We can't. So And they get crazier by the election cycle. This is the point to turn the Titanic before the iceberg. And if it doesn't happen, I, well, I just think all bets are off. Yeah, I'm not I'm, hopeful. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm not hopeful now. So just imagine how unhopeful I'd be after that. Will you I think going, if we lose the next presidential election, to- <laughs> this podcast is finished. Yeah. I'm just putting it out there now. Okay. The podcast is finished. I'll probably leave politics yeah. and I'll just go and, and, and trade stocks until the country ends. That's probably what I'll do, actually. I think that's – I'm dead set in my mind. That's, that's done. So I'm putting that on paper now. That's I'll, what's going to happen. I'll go into sports. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have no sports because, remember, oh, yeah, yeah. We have communism, the, everybody's communism, equal. Everyone's yeah. equal. So – Congratulations I, to the Eagles, Giants, Redskins, and Cowboys. Yeah. They're all division champions. No, Super Bowl champions, yeah. all of them. I just – that's why I'm so – and just so worried about this election. Every single yeah. detail counts. And – we have to, have to nail this election. We f***ed up 2022 yeah. in what should have been a slam dunk, right? Yeah. And 2024 has the same feel to it. Yeah. 2024, Joe Biden, we should be able to kick their ass. Yeah. Any way we yeah. want, any any day of the week, we should be able to kick their ass. It, it, it is it has a, the same it, Yeah, feeling. I mean, the, the political climate is just ridiculous. It's like, it's like the fact that we couldn't get a tsunami going... Mm-hmm. It really just speaks to who we have leading our party. Yeah, well, we'll talk and, about and, that. In fact, we we can talk for another two hours about that. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, I'm kind of tired now. I know. So. I know. Yeah, we've been going for a it's, while. It's after six o'clock. Yeah, no, so. it's mega episode. Plus, we got to get this to Mr. Producer. So we'll. Well, talk no, no, about- Mr. Producer is on a different time. We have two hours. Well, yeah. You know, <laughs> take it easy. It is, Mr. Producer. It's it's lunchtime for him. It's like it's only like twelve forty five over there. Where no, he lives. Okay. <laughs> it's only it's one hour behind. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, twelve forty five. But yeah, so we're gonna have a lot to talk about over the next two years. Um, oh God! I guess really, it's more like <laughs> please don't f- this up. It's more like twenty months, I guess, at this point till the election of twenty twenty four. Yeah. 
Um, twenty twenty four is in full gear at this point. It is, and I mean, it started the day after the midterms ended. So yeah, yeah, and we'll be here with you. Yeah, we'll be here with but you. But I'm dead serious. If we yeah. lose them we out, we can't. F this up. I mean, seriously, like, how yeah. can you f this up? What's that movie for? I feel like that's a movie. How do you f this? Is that is that that's Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah, you f it up. Yeah. It's all ruined. <laughs> it's all ruined. I lost my ass. <laughs> yeah. So uh, to really cheer you up, we have the Biden gaffe of the day here. Biden, during a Black History Month event, uh, had this to say. I, I, I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> I know where the power is. I know where the power You think I'm joking. I learned a long time ago about the... Hmm. Interesting. Oh, God. That's a good one. All right. Well, that was... This was supposed to be a short episode. It turned out long. Yeah. But, you know. It's, we love you people. It's, and we, we have a you. lot to talk about, we'll a lot to vent you. about. You know, I mean, the, the country is yeah, not in good shape. Very depressing. If anyone has good news, I'd be more than happy to entertain it and put it on the show. <laughs> yeah, Triggered yeah. at townhall.com. Yeah. Email yeah. me anytime. Some good news, please. There's nothing There's good. No good mean, There's no good news. There's nothing good. You know, I, I will say hopefully the market the next few days crashes because I bet against it. So <laughs> from a personal standpoint, I've gained – I would gain a lot if it could just do a little crash and then recover and then recover um, before Friday. But all right. So that's it for today. Of course, if you want to support Triggered, want it uncensored, become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Use the promo code censorship for 50% off. We've still got the sale going. Support us in our fight against big tech. We don't want to rely on them. We want to do more journalism, exposing the lies of the left, similar to how they lied about the origin of COVID and the Hunter Biden laptop. The list goes on and on of stuff that we've exposed way, way, way ahead of the mainstream media here. You know, we were talking about COVID in what, late December, early January, back before it happened. So we keep, uh, we keep it real here. So if you want to support us, townhallvip.com, promo code censorship for 50% off. Thank you to all of you who are VIP members. You make this show possible. And thank you to all who listen. We love you all. We do this for you. And we will be back here on Thursday for another episode of Trigger. See you then.